Welcome to the Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Priority Now is hosted by Carmen Halsey of the Illinois Baptist State Association. Hey ladies, this is Carmen. Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. We're excited you're joining us. Today, I have one of my colleagues, Sue Hodnett, with us, who's my colleague out of the great state of Michigan. Sue, thanks for being with us today. It's a pleasure. I'm I'm glad that I have the opportunity to speak with you this morning. For you guys that are listening, um, Sue's probably one of the first people I met outside of Illinois when taking this position. And I think we just navigated towards each other. Or, is that the word, navigate? Yeah, that'd be the word. But I think we were coming at it from a common, um, a common sense that both of us in our states found ourselves in a new leadership role. But also, it wasn't just women's ministry. It wasn't just WMU. We had to bring those worlds together. Sue, do you remember that? I do remember that. That was a interesting time because my background was was WMU for for twenty years, and the women's uh, ministry aspect of that um, was not, you know, in full development or its own piece. It was kind of all mixed and mingled and. And as we began, our executive director, uh, we had a new executive director at the time and came in and said, hey, I I want uh, women's ministry. Do you want you to expound on that? I want you to to grow that. And um, trying to figure out, do you separate WMU and women's Mm -hmm. ministry? I mean, how, how does that all go together? Yeah. And I remember at that time, we thought we were the the um, the rarity. You know, there were fewer of us. And what we've learned is that there there's more and more of that, you know, as we go not just across the states, but across denominations. Um, and to me, it really makes sense because it's, you know, we're discipling women. It's hard to separate women into this camp or to this camp. Really, it can sort of defeat us if we try to do that. So it's been fun. Um, watching you on your journey. Not always as fun me on my journey, but it's always fun watching somebody else navigate. Well, it's it's fun having other colleagues that are doing the same thing and learning from each other. I appreciate that when we're able to just, you know, grab, pick up the phone, make a phone call and say, hey, you know, how are you doing this aspect of the job? Or, you know, when you come upon this kind of an issue, how do you, how do you direct that? Or how do you how do you work with that? And, um, you know, just being able to uh, have partnerships like that is such a blessing. I, I want to sort of take that and, and mirror that to um, women leaders across our state of Illinois, um, because what you said, I think, is so key. When we can build a relationship and start, I, I say it's networking, but to me, networking has to be real and it has to be authentic if it's going to carry momentum. And trust is that issue that has to be there um, because we have to know we can trust that other person. And that's what I appreciate about appreciate about you, Sue. But I think God has allowed us different opportunities and different similarities because trust doesn't come without relationship. So we've been able to sit in many circles, many small groups, small groups, many retreats. And I think that relationship has just built that that I can say with 110 percent everything in me. I trust you, which I think is why it's so easy to work with you. Does that make sense to you, Sue? It, it does make sense that that word network. I mean, you know, it's a term that they threw out there and we got to put that on our reports that we network with somebody. 
but I just like to call it a friendship. <laughs> I mean, that is, it's, it, that's what it's all about, right? Finding that trust that, you know, who can I call? Who's there for me, both during my uh, personal time as well as my work time? Hey, if I have a prayer request, who can I call and say, hey, I need prayer on this particular issue, whether it be work-related or personal? And um, that that within itself is is just a blessing that we have that type of partnership with all of our women through, throughout the states in our WMU and in women's ministry. I agree with that. And I think as um, as we walk through life, um, I'm thinking of you and I saying when we come into this, it was going to be WMU and women, all women. But if we take that vehicle and put it to the side, that road to the side a minute, what was really happening is God had selected us and put us into a position and said, I'm going to lead through you now. Will you just follow step by step and be obedient? I think a lot of our ladies are finding themselves in those shoes today, but we often default to thinking something's wrong. Something's wrong with us, that we're broken um, versus God is totally sovereign. He's totally, you know, he has authority in this, this particular situation. So what does it look like for me to lead and to be obedient to Christ in this situation? What does that look like in your life right now, Sue? If you can give the ladies a comparison, because what I'm, I've been in my role seven years now. So I'm thinking seven years in your, you know, in your role. Um, what has that obedience look like having to trust God as he's made changes in, in your position, um, but he's not taken the authority away. You're still charged with training and equipping women for the kingdom. That, that's a great question, Carmen. And um, your point on when you, you mentioned trusting God, I'm one of those type, that type A person that I like to have my diagram, my organization chart all laid out for me. And I'm like, I can't, I can't start this job, this leadership position until I know all of these things and have everything in order. And I kept hearing God say, no, no, you don't. You, the most important thing right now is to trust me, to trust, you know, these kinds of things that I have for you to unpack the kind of things that, um, that I'm just going to blow your mind away with when I show Mm -hmm. you how to do these things. You know, we do that. There's certain parts of our job that there is an admin aspect to it, but Mm -hmm. there's also the trust and relying on God. And if anything he showed us through this last year is, I just destroyed your whole 2020 calendar. That is not (laughs) what I wanted this to be about. What I wanted Mm -hmm. this to be about is helping women grow in their relationship closer to Jesus Christ or have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ that they never knew they could have before. Mm, I love that. I love that. And that is so true. Um, Because I know you and our women in Illinois may not know you or may not know you as well as I have. I've watched you wrestle out some things with God related to your leadership role. Um, You know, we go back and we talk about networking and we talk about different organizations that we work with and they're important to us and they pour into us, but they're not your identity, meaning they're not your job. Your job is very, very um, specific for your state and you have to be to be successful in that. You've got to work with these partner organizations because you do have a, a 
that's part of your identity. They're pouring in, um, whether that's WMU, whether that's Lifeway, um, whether that's your state convention or ERLC or whatever those whatever those entities may be. But Sue, I've watched you um, as you've done your own discovery journey, and I think you're still on it personally. I think we always will be. That's the learner. But you've done such a great job with this from my perspective as you've wrestled out what is it that this organization stands for? How has that stood through the storm or through the fire? And where? how have you processed that? In other words, um, are you them? Aren't you them? Are there pieces of them that are you? How has your own position, I'm talking specifically about your leadership position, um, how has that formed based on your experiences of wrestling that out? Wow, that's a tough question. Mm. But the easy answer is, I'm just to be a reflection of Jesus Christ. I'm to be a reflection of God and what his desire is for this position, for this ministry throughout our state. Um, And when I wrestle, it's because I'm thinking I want what I want. If I am on the right path with where God is taking me, there is no wrestling involved other than, hey, hold on, you know, pull back the reins. You're going a little bit too fast for me, God. Um, And so whenever there is that wrestling or unrest or restlessness, Mm -hmm. it's because um, I'm winding it my way. I'm not releasing that to God and just saying, hey, show me the footsteps, be the light and let me let me walk that path. A lot of times we'll God will give us the task that he wants us to take on and we'll say, "Okay, that's great. I love it. And then we just run off on our own and we forget that we need God right there beside us, not just beside us, but ahead of us. I think that's one of the things I greatly appreciate about your leadership, Sue, is that um, I sit with you in different circles with different organizations, and you, you're always you're, you're you're very wise. You know, you're definitely mature, and you will listen to what that organization is presenting, um, some of their current struggles, some of their vision. You know, where they see God taking them, their next steps. Um, you're not you don't hold back in asking clarification questions. You're not questioning the organization, but clarification questions is you're trying to make sense of of um, where they're going and how that's going to impact your your leadership, you know, in your in your state. Um, but you're also a giver. I, you know, you just said it, you know, if I'm if I'm wrestling, it's sort of a litmus or a diagnostic test to you that maybe you're holding on a little bit too tight or maybe your God's going faster than what you're ready you know, to go. But I have watched you time and time again process something, not from a not from a defensive um, posture, but from a from a constructive critical you know, just just to help you understand what is the organization doing, but maybe to help them understand um, or open blind spots to them just in the way you ask questions. But time and time again, then I've watched you step in and give to that organization to where you're not the leader that's like, I'm going to take my paper dolls and go home. <laughs> you're the leader that says, God has me positioned here. My state position also puts a foot into these other camps which means my leadership penetrates across there too. So you bring something to the table. And I don't know if you can put into words for our women listening, but I see that as something you do um, 
repeatedly, which makes me think you're aware when you're doing that. And I want to see if that's something you can share out with other women that find themselves in leadership positions um, or at different tables. Yeah. So as I think through um, what you just asked, and and you give me more credit than, than is due, but a good leader is someone who is always learning. And learning from um, what org- other organizations are doing, what um, other um, partners are doing, um, and to ask questions. You don't have to reinvent anything. Look at what's already being done. Look at the past, the present, and then dream on the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and ask questions. Always ask questions. You know, why do you do what you do? I think one of the most important parts, though, is the passion, to have the passion for what you're doing, to see God in that work, and then to own it. Walk beside people, encourage people, be mentors and coaches to each other. This is where I've seen you've not made a change, but you've followed God in an area of obedience that um, has totally related to your position, your role of leadership in your state. But I believe it's it's clicked into your own personal passion also, you know, as God is doing something um, inside you. But you're doing something that's not I've not seen done. You don't typically see it coming out of a state leadership role because you've actually launched a ministry. You know, a lot of times we're here to help the church and help a church launch ministry, but you've used your state position to actually launch ministry, but you definitely have a leadership viewpoint to it as you're ready to hand it off. So, so I want you to tell, tell about the work you're doing at your, at the ministry center now. Sure. We, we've um, began the women's ministry center here and what it is, is we're modeling. We want to model that. For, um, for our churches. We don't want to hold on to it. We don't want to keep it. We want to be able to pass it off when I have coached and mentored enough women that can take over that ministry. We are here in Metro Detroit region, north of, of Detroit, and several of our churches are here, but there's many of these ministries that are not being done that we're uh, facilitating here at the center. And what we're doing is helping women in the community with leadership development, compassion ministries, and um, missions discipleship. But we're helping the women in our churches as well. And so we're kind of bridging them together. So the women in our churches are learning how to do and be the best that they can in leadership, compassion ministry, and missions discipleship. And then the clients, if you will, that come in off the street are being uh, ministered in that way. So we're kind of marrying the two together that they wouldn't have a natural, they were, there would not be a natural bridge for that. And one of the ways that we're bringing them into the center is with the food ministry. So one of the visions of the ministry center um, is to, to establish the center here in the Macomb area. And so we'll get leadership in place and then move on to another association and start the the ministry center uh, in another association. When you say you're modeling it, 
but you've actually launched a ministry center. So you, you're you doing a pilot, all these different areas, compassion, ministry, meeting people's needs in order to build that relationship to share the gospel. The ministry center is the open door. You've actually launched it. You're actually providing the leadership to do these various services out of there to be, be that bridge that you referenced to bring people in. But now you said, but you when when this is up and going, you want to move to the next association and start something similar. Is that is that the vision that um, you're you're modeling a ministry model, but you're modeling it while you're building it, um, hoping to give it away and then then move to another area? When you say association, move to another area of your state and do the same thing. That's exactly what I mean. I don't want to own this. I want the churches to own it. I want the the leadership in the churches to own it and then move on and model it to another association in another area of our state, both uh, urban and rural areas. I want to get them started, provide the resources for them. Uh, Many of our churches are small, and so it's difficult for them to do something this large. And so as I come in with with a little bit of the state funding, with my state budget, I'm able to resource that center for them and give them a platform to then uh, develop and move on from there, along with just standing beside them and mentoring them or coaching them. I think that's that's the important part right there. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. saying here it can be done, and this is how you do it. Some See, people look at it as too large of a task. And, and it's really not just you break it down into bite-sized pieces and say, hey, you know, I can see where God's gifted you in this area and, and you are gifted in this area. And if mm-hmm. we merge those together, look at what we can accomplish. Mm-hmm. That's the perfect example, friend. When I say I see something in your leadership that you bring some confidence into it, you'll wrestle things out. You know, you'll take it all in. And um, so here, here's where my mind, if I was going to write a summary on what you just said, I'd say this. Sue brought in the leadership, which included some resources, you know, to give people product, you know, to be able to use. Um, she helped to bring the elbow grease to actually set up the center, you know. But the biggest thing you did is you walked it with them to where it wasn't like they had to go at it alone, which because you brought confidence into it. Here's the other line that I would put. One size fits all wasn't your mantra. You went out and looked at what was being offered because I've watched you. And you didn't just go pick a program. You shopped and you referenced earlier to be a leader. We're always a learner. We don't have to we don't have to create anything. It's already. But how do we shop and how do we pull those ingredients in to create a recipe that fits us? So. That's what I hear you doing. There's a food program. There's a um, job retraining program. There's some leadership development classes. There's compassion ministries. You you brought in that confidence and the wisdom that you just you're like you kind of like we're the, we're the we're the marketplace. You know whatever that person needs. If we're going to build a bridge, we got to be able to put that shingle out that's going to get them inside the door. If we're ever going to you know work on that relationship. And again, Sue, that's what I see in your leadership that I don't always see in other people's leadership. And that's where I think it could benefit some of our women listening. Sometimes we think we're looking for the program. What's the one size fits all? What's going to fit my youth group, my children's group, my women, my whatever? And if the pandemic's done anything, like you said, God wiped out the 2020 calendar. 
if it's done anything, I think it's told us there's probably not a program that exists that's going to fit what our particular local church looks like today. But discipleship is always a fit, always a fit. And what does it look like for us to, your word, keep finding our platform for the purpose of discipleship? So that's where sometimes I, I put a mirror in front of you, friend, just to say thank you, because I think that's what you, you're role modeling. Um, and I think your influence is, is greater than you think as you're, as you're role modeling that, not just in your state, but definitely you're getting, I think you're getting national attention. And I know that's not your desire because I know my friend. But I do believe it allows other people to learn from what God's doing through you. I appreciate that, Carmen. One of the things that I've learned is when when you look around and what hurts your heart or what you think needs to be fixed, and you take that to God in prayer, he will give you solutions. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't always mean that you're the one that has to do it, but you can find the person that is gifted to do it. I believe that's why God's put me in this position is to find women and let them know that, you know, God has something for you. God has wants you to be able to do something in ministry for him. How can I help you? I don't want, like you said, I am not one to stand up in front of a crowd and say, Hey, look at me. I don't like that, but I really love it. When someone that I have discipled, someone that um, I've mentored and someone that I've coached is up there on the stand sharing their testimony. It doesn't get any better than that. When I can watch a young woman say, hey, this is what God has done for me. And this is the ministry that I that I want to do for him now. Priceless, Sue. Priceless. I was flipping back through a book off my bookshelf prior to getting on this recording clout by Jenny Katrin. It's a book that we used several years ago with one of our state advisory teams. And I just grabbed it off my shelf and was just literally did a 10 minute flip from front to back on highlighted notes that I'd had from that many years ago. And that was the, exactly what you said was one of the things I just read when leaders can give it away. When they can, um, when they, it doesn't have to be them. They, they can give away the limelight. It's not them in the limelight. It's the people that they've poured into. However, they know that there comes a time it has to be them on the stage because they may be the only one that has the gift for that particular moment. You know, the strengths, the skills for that particular moment. That and you, you just literally echoed that. That brought you know that brought that article back to me. We're talking about the ministry center, and ladies, um, those of you guys that are listening, we're gonna we're gonna share. Um, um, Sue was featured um, with her ministry center in a, in a recent article in the Baptist Press, and we'll share that link in our um, episode notes, ladies, so that you can access that. Sue, I'm gonna sort of volunteer you lovingly as your friend. If some of our women are interested in what you're doing, because maybe they're doing something similar, or maybe it's a vision or a dream that they've had, and and they like your idea of this networking, the church is working together. You know, in this, um, are, are, are we good that they can reach out to you and ask some questions that we can put them in contact with you? Absolutely. I, I would love that. I, I am available to help. When the article was featured in the Baptist Press, I was getting several calls and asking, mm -hmm. how are you doing that? And, and different questions like that. One-on-one -on -one and talking with people and helping them is one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> mm. 
Sue, we appreciate you being with us today. This, this is, this has been good because you are so real. Um, you know, God has you positioned in multiple leadership roles and they intertwine. And I love when we can just get a leader to be authentic with our women and pull back the curtain and just give a glimpse. So thank you for giving us a glimpse into how you lead also, Sue. So we appreciate that. I appreciate the opportunity that you've offered for me to, to just be able to speak. Thank you for having me on, Carmen. I'm not an expert in anything, and I'm probably not the best definition of a great leader or even a good leader. I just listen to what God wants me to do, and I do it. That's why I called her, because I've seen God advance her forwards and her influence, and she's making a difference. God's making a difference through her, and it's not always been easy, but it's been consistent, and she doesn't think I'm anybody special. She just does it. I just, I love that. I love that. So, ladies, let that be a reminder to us that we are not meant to be on this journey alone. God didn't put us out there in isolation. We're part of a community, and we want you to be connected to the Illinois Baptist Women community. If you're not yet following us, you can Follow us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women, at Illinois Baptist Women on Instagram, and be sure to check us out on our website for upcoming training, equipping, and other resources that could benefit you at ibsa.org backslash women. We'll see you next week on the Priority Now podcast. Thank you for listening to the Priority Now podcast. Please continue to join us on the journey to know Christ and make Him known.